Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. We know how much food is an integral part of our life. Like everybody here, almost everybody I know here loves food in some way or another. And that's normal. It's important for all of us to have our food. And in this past week, the priest, we went to um, South Carolina for a priest conference. And there was a lot of spiritual stuff going on. But then on the last day of the conference, we went to a Brazilian steakhouse. Have you guys ever been to that before? Brazilian steakhouse? I think it was my first time because I had no idea what to do. Apparently, they give you this little card that has a green and a red. So you guys know what I'm talking about? So they come around with meat after meat after meat after meat. If you have it on green, they're going to just keep putting it for you. So the priest next to me said, what are you doing? You got to turn it to red if you don't want it. I said, I know. I'll keep it on green right now. I've got to keep it on green. So they kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And to be honest with you, after like the fifth or sixth one, I was done. I know I'm weak. I, I, I couldn't take any more meat, honestly. It was just meat after meat after meat. And I know that's like the most enjoyable part for most of us because we fast most of the year. So meat is really, really important. But it came to the point where I was just done. I couldn't take any more. To, so I said, where's the green stuff, the salad? And the other priests, they looked at me like I was a sinner at that point. And I, and I was just, and I, I, so I went to the salad bar and I filled up on salad and greens and vegetables and whatever. And I'm telling you, I felt so much better. And that's really like, you're probably asking, why am I telling you my life story? There's two reasons why I'm telling you my life story or what's going on in my life. Number one, we priests, we don't have a lot of material to say in these sermons. So we have to use our life experience. Number two, it's very relevant for today's gospel. It really is. Like if we look at the gospel of John today, it's exactly what we're talking about here. It's John 6, 27. If you want to open with me, John 6, 27. It's exactly what happened to me at the Brazilian Steakhouse. It says here, John 6, 27. You never thought the Brazilian Steakhouse would come in the Gospels, but it's here. John 6, 27 says, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Honestly, guys, I think like the meat... Nothing wrong with me. I'm not saying. I'm just kind of using it as symbolic. I just couldn't take any more of it. And I think that's what we do in life. We're out there trying and trying and reaching. We got achievements and goals and we do all these things and we want all these things and we try and try. And then, you know, but at the end of the day, we need our greens. We need our veggies. And, and that's kind of like the food which endures to everlasting life. And here the key is, which one are we laboring for? So it says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. So I ask you, like, if you were to ask yourself this question, and we do this every week, which one do you really labor for? Is it school? Is it work? Is there any family? Is it just the grind of daily life? Is it something else you love to do? And nothing is wrong with laboring for those things. But to be honest, we need our veggies. We need our greens. So today I just want to talk about, I mean, actually the, the readings from today, and we're going to go through together. So this is group participation today. So you came today, you're going to have to open your Bibles with me. Let's go back and forth, have your Bibles ready. And I'm going to ask you these questions. 
Okay? And you tell me what you think. And maybe some of them, I'll give you a pass on not opening your Bible, but I'll ask you a question. Because today we got to figure out which one are we laboring for? Laboring for. And here it says, the food that gives you everlasting life. So today in John 6, listen what Christ did. And I want you to tell me which food this is. This is the group participation. Which food, everlasting food, is this one? Jesus departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Which food is he talking about here? This is when we do group participation. I'll say it again. He departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Which food does God want us to labor for here? What do you think? Which food here? Say it one more time then. Think about someone going away by himself to a mountain. It says, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. What do you think he was doing there? So what do you think food that he want, God wants us to... By the way, all the readings lead up to the same thing. So this one is like you guys said, prayer. Yeah, prayer, alone with God. So what does God want us to labor for in this church? To be alone with Him. We have to labor. And, and labor sounds like it's a, something you don't want to do. But it's something we need to do. Okay, that was one, which is prayer. And by the way, I'm not going to tell you anything that's not obvious. The second one was this. This is very, very obvious, but you should get it right away. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Which food does God want us to focus on and labor for? Everlasting life, okay. But which food specifically? The word, right? If anyone keeps my word, what does keep mean? Like keep the Bible in your pocket or keeps my word. You know what keeps means? Close to you, in your heart. It's something precious. Keep it close. Obey it. Do what it says. So, so far, God is telling us in all the readings. I love all the readings today because it, He doesn't say, labor for the food for everlasting life. Which one? What do we do? He says, go by yourself alone. So that's telling us, all of us, we need alone time with God. Every one of us needs alone time. This liturgy doesn't really count as alone time with God by yourself. I'll tell you why, because that's another one later. So, number two... Keep his words. Don't just read it. It doesn't say read the word. Just keep it. Like precious. Obey it. What is it saying to me? Third one comes from the psalm. Psalm 96. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. That's easy, right? Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. What do you think that one is? Church, but more specifically... The Eucharist. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. What's the beauty here? Jesus is here. So the three things, and you know this, and you do this, when we labor for food that doesn't perish, it's every one of us needs to be alone with God. Number two, keep his word close. Don't read it, the Bible. I'm not asking you to read the Bible. Everyone can read the Bible. But keep it close. What are you saying, God? What should I follow? What should I obey? Write it down. There was a time we were talking about journaling. When you read, write something down. Say, God, what is it you want from me? That's keeping it close. And the third one is, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Guys, we come to liturgy, and we're kind of half asleep. I don't think we realize the strength, that's the power, and the beauty that's on the altar. 
Strength means what? We're all coming weak and I can't. It's hard. Strength's right here. Beauty. Is there anything more beautiful than partaking of Jesus? That's what I'm saying. When we hear the, the, the verse, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for food which leads to everlasting life. Again, I ask you the question. And I ask myself the question. Which one do we really labor for out there? Labor. Which one is our, all our energy? The worst thing we can do is this, guys. Is all of our energy, all of our good time, we use it for food that doesn't last. So I would say, let's take these three things. What's, what was number one? Alone with God in prayer. How many of us spend daily alone time with God? Someone was asking me the other day, Abuna, what is it that you want every single person in the church to do? What is it that you want the most that every single person in the church here to do? And I was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. The number one thing that I think every one of us should do is sit alone with God and fall in love with Him. If you did that and I did that and your children did that, that's the most important thing. The problem is we wake up every morning and what are we thinking about? I gotta go to school, I got this project, I got that work, this is bothering me. You're, we're running. But that stuff, enjoy it, it doesn't last. Your achievements, I love that you guys are very successful and you're overachievers, but at the end of the day, it doesn't last. What lasts is your life and my life with Him. So what I wanna ask you today is, is there something we need to, like if I'm laboring this much for things that perish and this much for things for God. Okay, leave this one. <laughs> Let's bring this one up. Let's bring this up, right? And here's the key to the whole thing. By the way, I know you're saying, Abuna, I know you just told us to read the Bible and pray and take communion. Read that already. Okay, let's open up this one last verse. Here's the one that's the kicker. Second Peter chapter three. Let's open up together. Second Peter chapter three, verse 17. Second Peter three, 17. It's not just the spiritual food. It's not just the salad bar that I want you to focus on. It's this verse. Second Peter 3.17 says this. You, that's all of us, therefore, beloved, since you know this, well, we talked about this already, right? Everyone knows, pray and then read your Bible. And so it's, God is talking about you, us. Therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the air of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's the key of this verse? Who's got it? This is the group participation again. What's the key of this verse? 2 Peter 3, 17, 18. What's the key? Steadfast. Perfect. What's the key? Let's say it together. Steadfast. All together, what's the key? That's just my way of saying if you're awake. What's the key? Some people are like, steadfast. <laughs> it's okay, guys. So we're, we're, but what does steadfast mean? What does it mean, steadfast? I looked it up just to make sure I had the right definition. Well, what do you want to say it is? What is steadfast? Being steadfast. What do you think? Don't worry, I put you on the spot. You raise your hand, so I just call them. Steadfast. Let me tell you what it means. It means, this is the definition in the dictionary. Unwavering, devoted, loyal, faithful, and dedicated. So what God is saying, He says, I know you know already. 
Be alone with God, you know. But be steadfast. It means unwavering. It means if somebody's trying to, like if you, if this is, if you want to be steadfast, I pull your phone away, be steadfast to keep your phone. That's very steadfast. Be steadfast, right? You're not going to let me take your phone. You're steadfast. No, I'm going to keep it up. Abuna's not going to take my stuff, right? Uh, like that's what we have to be. Look, guys, you come to church every Sunday, and I'm here every Sunday with you. But being steadfast means you've got to fight for it. Here it says unwavering. You know, devoted, loyal, faithful. And some of you would say, I'm not really dedicated to my spiritual life. Okay, but are you a dedicated person? Are you unwavering in something else? Are you steadfast in something else? The key of the day is being steadfast. Being like holding on to it. From another way, let me ask you this question. And please, I'm not saying anything is wrong with what I'm going to say now. But I'm just asking you this to think about it. Coffee lovers. I know we are enemies, me and you, coffee lovers. All you coffee lovers. I'm a tea lover. So the coffee lovers, every time I go to your house, I say, you want coffee? I say, no, I want coffee, I want tea. But anyways, all you coffee lovers. I know you. You're right here. I'm not calling you out. But if someone, if you have your best coffee in your hand, and someone says, and someone tries to take your coffee, well, what would you do to them? Just tell me. What would you do to them? <clears throat> yeah, the coffee lovers know. Like, there's, there's no way. <clears throat> Anyone's going to stop you from your coffee, right? There's no way anyone's going to stop you. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the steadfastness. The same way we are with coffee. Okay, if not coffee, chocolate, right? Or boba. I don't know what the youth drink, the boba drink. If someone says, you're not, like, it's right there, you got it, and someone tries to take it. <clears throat> My point is this, is that we're so steadfast in everything, Except the food that brings us everlasting life. If I miss a prayer in the morning, okay. If I miss to read the Bible, okay. No. Don't be like, it should be that I am steadfast for, for that time with God. That's really all I wanted to say to you today. And the reason is because it's not really complicated. It's... The John 6, 27, it's really clear. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for food which endures to everlasting life. And the key is not the spiritual food. That's not the key. The key is being steadfast in it. It's being like labor for it. Like hold on to it. Don't let anyone take that from you. Okay? And let's be honest. Even when it talks about the Bible, the Bible says about itself that it's sweeter than honey. So you can say... Whatever food that you love so much, sushi or whatever you love, something more amazing and something more sweeter and something more delicious is our spiritual food that we take. That's why when I was at that Brazilian restaurant, I can only eat so much meat. And I know you guys think I'm, you know, what's wrong with Yobuna? And I understand that. But I'm telling you, after a while, you just feel sick. And after a while, I say we feel empty. We feel sick. It's true or not. We just feel like, ah. And then we, got, we get the greens and the vegetables. We don't, we don't want it. We don't run for it. <clears throat> oh, we surely need it. We surely need it. And that's what I want us to do is just, today I would just say, my, in conclusion, eat more salad. Spiritual salad. And I think that's the most important thing today. But be steadfast. And the same way when you stand up, you're going to stand up right now. <clears throat> and we just said the beauty and strength are here. If you stand up right now or sit down and you're like not focused, that's not being steadfast. But I would challenge everyone today in liturgies, when you stand up right now, 
Be steadfast to focus on what are the prayers. Close your eyes and pray. Close your eyes and sing. And just remember, power and beauty are right here today. But you have to be steadfast. If not, we're going to daydream. If not, we're going to be somewhere else. So today, be steadfast. And this week, when you go home, and your schedule is upside down, and you have so many commitments, just go up on the mountain, alone, with God. And don't let anything take you from that time. And when you read the Word of God, don't make it a ritual. Don't make the Bible a ritual. Oh, open, I finished, thank God. No. It's sweeter than honey. Keep it close to you. And enjoy it. Eat more salad, spiritual salad. Let's pray for one another. Pray for me. Glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.